Because with this episode, we're stripping back <clears throat> the theme songs, we're stripping back the little intros. This is something where we're being really honest with each other and like talking about quite deeply. This is what this episode's going to be. It's going to be a an episode for the deep thinkers, the deep moments, mm. and everything that I've been through and everything that you've been through is really going to be explored in this episode. And it's something that if you guys who are listening like this sort of content, you know, please you know, let us know. This is episode 11 for us, but it's something different that we're going to try and see if you guys like it and if we like it, and it's something that we want to continue. And speaking of like the biggest heartbreaks that you might have experienced, what is something that you carry from those heartbreaks that you perhaps put onto your next relationship? Because is there ever been a thought where you look at your next relationship if it ever does happen in the next couple of months, in the next year, that there's some thoughts still in your head from the past where you go, I don't want that to reoccur? Yeah, I think that's natural with any relationship when you think about it in that sense. Um, Because not this past relationship, but obviously the relationship before and that ended quite um, rough for myself. And going into the previous relationship I was just in, um, trying to um, work my way into that without getting out of that mindset from the one beforehand, it's quite rough. So, like... I didn't even, well, we didn't even go official as a couple for almost a year after dating. And obviously that's that's quite rough on her behalf because um, obviously it's from my point of view, she was like making hints there right and center that she wanted to go into something and I just weren't willing to be fully committed in that sense because in my head I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be in like... I'm going to get heartbroken like I was in that first relationship. Do you get what I mean? Um, so trying to differ between that and move my head completely past that was an obstacle in itself. Um, but once I got comfortable, obviously we got things on the ball. But because it took so long, the love wasn't there for me from her as much anymore. And that's, I think, what ended up being the downfall of us but also a realisation for me that I need to be more open and just do rather than stand away and be like oh this is gonna disappear one day when we haven't got that time like that's the problem with life like you live and then you die as morbid as it sounds like that, that's just part of it and yeah I've just learned best way to deal with it is just go head on if it messes up it messes up you learn stuff from that and I think that's where the best life lessons come from as well has it always been something with like is it is it a current thing for you where you're looking at relationships or when you're talking to someone and you go oh I have I wouldn't say a fear it's a thought in your mind that goes I don't want to either be hurt or hurt them in extent of not that you're gonna cheat or do anything mm. like that. It's more of a personal thing of feeling like you're not gonna give them the 
full 100% of yourself, it's always going to be perhaps a 50 or a 70% because mm-hmm. there's a thought in your mind that goes, am I deservant of them? Am I deservant of the time and the effort that they're going to put into me? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you look at it from their point of view, uh, the first relationship I had, like proper since being a kid, um, we we done everything we possibly could, and with lockdown, that semi pushed us apart. And I think that that's what was the ending factor. Like we we just fell out of love with each other. And I think once we made it official that we weren't going to go past that boundary, that's when obviously everything started kicking into place. And you're like, ah, oh, this is ending. This is a person that I expected to spend my life with, and all these little things. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just not there anymore um, so yeah like lo- looking back at that sort of thing you do like put little comparisons in your head without realising it like when it comes to not necessarily looking for a new relationship because I always found that when you do go out looking you're not going to find what you want or what you personally need um, you'll only find stuff that will satisfy you for the moment and come like a year or two down the line or however long it'll be, you're just going to be disinterested. And that's the problem with it all. Um, I do understand you with the the thought of if you chase something, the thing that you chase isn't going to be the thing you really want. Mm. Like I've always chased this idea of having that wow moment again yeah, yeah, yeah I get that and like that instant love that I once had for someone like I've always kind of not chased someone who's hurt mm. but someone who made me feel the way that I did when I first saw them yeah, yeah and like I've always I've always had like a really bad tendency to you know try and look at everyone differently but then also with the same context of how they the same as her are they mm. better than what i had with her well this is the thing like with what you're saying there <clears throat> when it comes to looking for something new i always find that when you're in the headspace of ah oh, this girl could be the one for me in that sense you always have a look at previous relationships and see exactly what you loved about them and what they did and see not necessarily try and change a person that you're with now but see if you can alter things so you can also have that in your life rather than completely vanishing and not having something that you actually enjoyed. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm I think also on the flip side of things, it's like it's a negative, but also a positive of being like, right, it's a negative if you're trying to change the person that you're with to be whatever it is that you once had. Because at the end of the day, that person that is in your life is in your life for that reason and you're trying to like learn and understand who they are and you will always like continue to learn you never fully know someone no it's like i'm you know it's someone i'm trying to get used to and trying to learn about and i go oh i feel like i've learned everything about this person i'm gonna walk away but then the truth is you've got like a million things to still learn about them Mm. like everyone isn't a finished article everyone's always constantly learning and you've just gotta you know not bring on past stuff that you go oh you know what this girl had all these qualities. Mm-hmm. This girl doesn't have all the qualities that I liked in this girl, but this girl has some set qualities mm-hmm. that I like. 
but you just got to learn to like those qualities. Yeah. And you got to learn to what it, what it is that, you know, they bring on. It's something where, you know, you look at who you've previously dated and you look at what it is you had. <clears throat> There's a reason why it ended. There's a reason why it didn't go further. I know sometimes I hate, I don't like the saying when people say it was the right person, wrong time. but it was the wrong time. Yeah, because if it was the right person, it should have. It's it's the right it's the right time because there's never a wrong time to be with someone that you truly want to be with. Yeah, if it's if it's out of your hands and you have to move away and move countries and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a way to go about it. Yeah, that's you know you just got to do it. Move, move away, go go to Australia. Um, <laughs> first way I can exp- explain it. But if it's one of those of like you, let's talk about mental health. Mental health with this one, right? Say you've met someone and it's the right person. Yeah, for that time, but you go down a kind of route where you can't get yourself out of a rut. Yeah, but explain mental health as a rut yeah. for this scenario. That's fine. This rut then takes over your current life. It takes over your, you know, your day to day. If that person who you see as being the right person doesn't help you in that scenario, even though it's it's not always their responsibility to help yeah. you, I never have to. I never put that on someone where if someone's going through mental health, it's not other people's jobs to get you out of it. Mm. They can help and they can provide and you know they can help you find yourself. Again. Yeah, of course. But if that right person that you say is the right person, but it's the wrong time because you're going down this rut, they're not the right person. No. Because if they leave and then you look back years later and go, oh, you know what? That was the right person for mm. me. But it was just the wrong time because I was going through something. Mm. It's just not the case because, no. you know, if years later you're looking back and going, oh, they were, or they still should be, they should never be. They should never be a word to, yeah. you know, oh, and you see that they're happy, they've moved on, and you're thinking, oh, they were the right person, but only if it was a better time. But then that better time might have not been as enjoyable, or you might have not experienced what it is you experienced mm. in those set moments. And if you do end up, you know, going back with that person who you are in your right moment, mm. and you're flourishing, you're flowing through life you're going you've gone past the rest and you're generally like loving life and you're loving connected like yeah like some some people are generally connected and you know there's always been stories of where people have dated when they were like in their 20s and then they've met like when they were 40 again and you know some of those stories are really precious and the memories that come from it are really nice but sometimes where you can't just always hold on to the past yeah yeah and that's something that you know you'll you'll forever have to learn to not hold on to it and not chase the past because sometimes the past is better to be left behind and you learn on different roads and you understand what the future brings. Like I realize now I've been single fully for like six years. I know. So I've been single for like six years fully from having a fully fledged relationship. It's been like some situationships and there's been Mm. like some talker stages Standards, basically. The, the standards, but it's never been a fully fledged relationship. And that's not because <clears throat> I'm <clears throat> scared from going into a relationship. It's more some people that you meet just aren't 
the ones you should jump into a relationship no. with. Like, if you want a relationship, you can have a relationship. There's people out there who need a relationship. Mm. There's people out there who can strive on their own and, you know, love being single. I sometimes think, you know, when you look you look at a relationship, you go, oh, I miss that. Yeah. And in the thought in your head, you're like, oh, you know, what? I want a relationship. But at the same time, you're like, I don't want to jump in it with anyone because your next relationship, you want it to be a connection. You want it to be special. You want it to be something where you can learn something about yourself because it always takes someone else to bring something out of you. Yeah. Yeah. It brings like happiness. It brings um, a sense of adventure. Someone who could be adventurous, they could bring that side out of you. It's something where you've got to learn that alongside someone. But it's never going to be a case of Right, I'm going to jump into the next boat and be like, oh, I want to be in a relationship with you. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I can be attracted to people. I can be like, oh, you know, I'm talking to this girl. And then two weeks later, I'll go, oh, you know what? Didn't work out talking to this girl. But it can always be to a stage of being like, all right, it forms a friendship. Hmm. And that friendship could be just a mutual friendship. It's nothing like, oh, yeah, we're best friends now. And this is what it is. It's one of those of, you know, you can grow connections and it never has to be a relationship and it never has to never stop ever talking to that person yeah because I find when you break up with someone not only do you not be, become friends with that person but you lose the connections that you grow around their circle mm. so you can become friends with some of their friendship groups if they're a group of girls and they've got boyfriends and you become friends with the boyfriends mm. and you know you become mates there but say you break up that friendship has to end because of um, certain complications. And it's yeah. something that we spoke about in like a, a, a past episode where when you do break up from a relationship, you know, you do feel like you're on your own. Oh, 100%. Because no one at the same time is going for that element. Like, <clears throat> with me recently, with what happened, the difference there is... I didn't have the opportunity to meet that many other friends. Um, whereas, obviously, she met all of you guys. She got comfortable and so forth. Um, so I weren't in that boundary. But the downside to that was because I was spending so much time with her, she was my best friend. And no one in that sense was up to that level. Obviously, we're best mates. But it is always something special when... You've got a partner, but a best friend at the same time, all intertwined into one, and that's what you tend to look for. Um, but I, I don't think, like the friends aspect, you, when the relationship ends, that's when I see a, a full relationship should end. Like as much as you want to stay friends with that person or whatnot, if they ask to be friends after, I just don't think it's. It's not healthy. It's, no, it's not doable unless. There's something there that you can see progressing down the line. Yeah. But it, it's got to be in like a year span rather than five years because otherwise you're going to be in your head being like, oh, when's it's going to come around? When's it's not? And then it's just not healthy for yourself. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think when I split from my relationship like six, six years ago, mm -hmm. I think what I missed for the longest time when I was getting over it was I missed my best friend at the time. Um, because that's what that girl ended up being uh, and that's what you know most relationships end up being just falling in love with your best friend mm. along the road you start off as strangers 
you become friends and then you become that person in your life where you look and you think, you know what? I don't think I could go a day without my best friend. Oh, 100%. And that best friend becomes someone who truly knows you. Mm. And it's something when I lost that best friend um, due to what it, what it was I was going through. And I think I, sp- I spoke uh, publicly on episode one and two. Yeah. Where I spoke about mental health and how that was the aspects of why I left it because it was a case of protecting. Mm. Uh, look out for yourself, number one. Because it was not only was I looking after myself, I was also protecting my best friend at the time mm. from seeing what was going to transaction and, you know, transpire. And that's what ended up going down that route. Yeah. And it's something where, you know, I'm in a lot of, I'm in a healthier position, mm. you know, six years down the line. Not from that relationship, it's the, um, the rust aspect. Um, and that's something where, if I did get into a new relationship, it's something where it's not going to hold me back. Because for the longest time, that's it was my fear to get into a relationship because of that. Mm. Because I was like, oh, I don't want that to be on that person. Because it was something that I was, for the longest time, being like, I'm not that I'm scared. But it's one of those of, if they see me at my lowest, mm. what are they going to think of me? And that's for the most negative thought I could have had. But it's something where I struggled with the idea of someone becoming my best friend and seeing me at my lowest. Because you want your best friends to see you at your best. But your best friends also see you at those low points because they help you get through them. And it's also because I've not, I've not really met someone who has, you know, really been my best friend in a sense of being my, par- being my partner as well. Mm. It's one of those of that's why I have so much respect for the people that I've dated in the past because I've ended up being best friends with them at one stage of my life. Yeah. Um, that's not the case anymore because you know it's you must full of ass. You can move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um it's one of those where when you meet your next best friend, mm. it's someone that you're going to bring, you know, the stories and the memories that you might have had with other best friends and go, you know what, I'm going to just enjoy this ride and just see where it really takes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because each story that you're going to make with this new friend is something that's going to grow and, you know, kind of become a new memory with them. And what was it like when you had to say goodbye to your best friend? <laughs> and I know that's going to be quite a yeah. tough one. Um, I mean, in reality, I'm still dealing with it. That is, like you said, with the whole best friend thing. It's, it's hard to let go. Um and I'm at the stage where I, my heart's completely hers. Like, I've got nothing for anyone else or anything like that. But mentally, we've both seen it as a point where I was just tapped out. Like, because I was becoming so dependent on her when I was living away from Cardiff, um, 
he was just pulling her down. And I think that was, in the hindsight of things, that is something I'd never do again. But I'm glad I done it because I've learned from it. Um, but yeah, with how I went about all of that and the mental aspect, it's just, it's, it's not healthy. Like, I, I love it a bit. Um, I will continue to love it a bit, but I'm at a point where I've just got to focus on myself. And like I said, she has to focus on herself and we'll go from there. Um, but... <laughs> I know it's it, it's it's tough with her because you get to see each other at your highest and then your lowest, and then when you kind of have to both say goodbye, mm. I think it's I think it's the hardest goodbye that you can really have. You know, the hardest goodbyes I've ever had is saying farewell to like family oh, yeah. and loved ones. And then when you're saying uh, goodbye to your best friend... Well, it's still alive, it's, that's the thing. It's it's something that hurts because, you know, there might not be a moment where you do see him again. Mm. And especially in this day and age where most things are on social media, you see their life, they see your life, and they see it that you're not a part of that story anymore. No. And they're not a part of your story. And it's that's what hurts. And it does hurt. Mm. You know, it's it's something where, you know, you wanted to be the next chapter in the story and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And they say, you know, that's life. Well, um, yeah, that that's the thing because when it doesn't work out, you plan for it to work out. Yeah. So when it does eventually, like, fall apart or, like, crumble in that sense, your your mind just doesn't know what to do and you don't really know how to cope. So you tend to do all these little things on the side after you've split up, being like, oh, well, this is my coping mechanism. I don't know what his is, but this is what I'm going to do. And then it's like, it can either go really well or quite badly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, it's just a learning curve more than anything else. I think that's the best way to look at it. Because if you look at it with a negative mindset, it's like, what's she doing, where is she, blah, 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 doing all this and that. When in reality, you're just overthinking about what they're doing when you've got so much to do with your life, but you're not moving forward from what's just happened. And I think that's the bit where I'm getting to now is the realisation of it probably won't come back. My heart can break completely and just rebuild it from there. Um, whereas if I just allow myself to completely, I don't know, explode in that sense... <sighs> I, I don't really know what would happen. Um, like, mentally, I've gone a, a bit off the rails, but that, that, that's the mental aspect. But on a personal level, I, I like to be that person that goes in and checks on them every now and then. Um, I would have done that for the previous one as well, but you know how that ended. <laughs> and we don't talk about that one. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, we don't, but... <laughs> how is it that you find closure? Because I find closure is the hardest thing. I think when you break up with someone, be that three months and you're still in love with them, 
and it's something where you have to find that closure and it's the toughest thing because for three months they're just on your mind mm. because you know you might have been together for a year or two years and you know how is it that you're gonna find in just like five minutes to find closure like for me it took i think it took about seven eight months really to kind of find closure from when i first walked away and it had to be a um a phone call mm. because i always wanted i always wanted to find closure in person because that's when i can be myself but at the same time there's the thought of hey i'm also very socially fucking awkward and i might fall over i might do something stupid like it's mm. never just plain sailing with me you know me i fucking yeah <laughs> fucking do something stupid Classic. it's never just normal it's like what was it the other day i met one of your friends and i went to fucking shake the yeah hand. that was I, really awkward you didn't <laughs> even shake the hand properly it wasn't even a shake hand it was like a kind of clap thing of just the uh just cringy thinking about it <laughs> so it was it was bad but i was like i ended up just texting the person i was like hey I want to talk to you about something. Uh, I was like, I know you moved on, mm. and I see that you're so happy, but I know I'm the one who walked away from it, but I'm trying to find closure myself. Mm. And that's when you know it's really over, is when you mm. find that closure. And you've got to be ready for closure. You can't just go... Force it. Fuck it, I'm going to force it on me, I'm going I'm to walk away from it, and that's the best thing. You kind of just got to be ready because that's when emotion really comes out mm. i remember being on the phone to her um i remember like every aspect of ever being with this person because it's it a happy memory it's a memory that i've learned from that's why i remember so much from it i've been remembering on that phone call and like just being honest and being, feeling like i had just talked to the girl yesterday this was like six years ago yeah this yeah, is I know. um it's not a recent thing if this if this was like last week i'd be very curious that, to know that, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jesus christ that'd be fucking crazy uh, <laughs> but um it's very much the case of remember being on the phone to her hmm. talking just talking like it was yesterday and being like right be honest and tell me how you felt about me walking away because yeah. that's what it was it wasn't what i had done it was how did she feel like that was that was the thing that was eating me up inside being like because one of the biggest things she ever told me was if you walk away give me a reason why you walked away don't just walk away without a purpose nah, i agree with that and i ended up doing that while walking away with no purpose i walked away i had a purpose yeah i just couldn't tell of that purpose at the time right because it was me in a rest and it was me in my mental health yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. but at the time like i didn't know about personally what it was mm. and i was like i was getting like angry at myself i was getting like really like ah like the whole world i looked at it i was like ah i fucking hate all of it ah yeah and i was like that's why i walked away but i had to be at my breaking point after the relationship to be like right i now know what it was i gotta find closure because the thing that's eating me up inside 
Here's the fact I never told her that. Mm. So when we were on the phone, I was telling her. And um, I remember her saying to me, if you had told me, I would have helped you. And we don't know where the possibilities could have been. Mm. I remember just being on the phone being like, fuck, why did I do that? Yeah. But at the same time, I was there going, I had to do that because if I didn't do it, I would have never learned of what it fully was and I would have exploited that in a different manner of being like that ah yeah would have come out in something else that I don't know what it would have so that closure for me was finally having that conversation saying ah all this time it was never you mm. it generally was me and I know the saying is oh it's not you it's me yeah but it, in that scenario is genuinely it, was I went from having my best friend, someone I really loved, leaving her and being like, you know what? I have to fix myself before I can put on anyone else. Mm. And that's what it ended up being. It ended up being a case of, you know, I end up getting into like situationships with people and being like, oh, I know these are healthy. But at the same time, I was dealing with mental health and I was going, oh, you know what? I don't think this is the right person for yeah. this, for this uh, situation. And then we walked away. Uh, ended up being friends with like a lot of them, like, like just mutuals. Mm. Like, the occasional, oh hi stranger, how you be? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. that. Um, but every person that I've ever come across has been, you know, another life lesson that I've learned, and I've learned about myself, and I've come to, you know, grow from myself. And be yeah. like, you know, what is it that I actually truly want, and what is it? Not what I deserve, but what is it that I, I, I'm looking for for my next future my next chapter my next acquaintance <laughs> uh, my next my next storyline yeah because that's what life is life is one big story oh, 100% you have a million chapters from the day you're born childhood adulthood people just join the story and they either become a main character along your villain. story a villain some of them do villain. Facts. some do become villains <clears throat> some become main main characters some become the ones that you forever make your stories with. And it's something that's, you know, it's nice when you have that. Mm. And it's nice when you're making the chapters. Mm. Even if this was someone who might stay for one or two chapters of your life. Yeah. Those chapters, when you look back on, it's a nice chapter. Yeah. Even if, you know, sometimes it might be negative and positives in, in that mm. chapter. The fact is that chapter is your chapter. What is a chapter that you recall being a good memory and then also a bad memory? Um, I mean, yes, yeah, so I could use my last few relationships in that sense. Um, the first one that led into that obviously ended up with this one. Um, so I started this last relationship um with my mental health just being shot. It was just shot bits. I was trying to cope, but couldn't cope. But I had the mindset of, I'm going to do this by myself this time around, whereas the relationship before, we were so adamant on balancing out each other that we were working on ourselves at the same time, which I think if we did work on ourselves at the same time, the outcome probably would have been different. 
and who knows we, we could have still been in a relationship but because we were so adamant on working on each other rather than working on ourselves that's why everything semi like crumbled and it was like oh it was like um i suppose like a domino effect yeah um, when, when domino goes the rest yeah down you, basically you, you didn't pick up the pieces the pieces just kept crumbling down yeah um and then yeah and then led into the second relationship and myself and Callum have worked together uh that's how we met and when we met in the well bars and cinemas and so forth but in one of our jobs uh we had James Bond that came out oh that was stressful yeah, yeah. very stressful yeah. um but because of the amount of stress I was having put on me and dealing with any and every single complaint I possibly could um, that just completely broke me and while I was talking to uh, obviously my ex-girlfriend now um, about it I was semi-shutting her off at the same time because I ended up going off obviously work like you know with mental health and so forth but I weren't willing to talk to her about it I was so adamant on being like just leave me alone I'm going to sort myself out and if you're still there, you're still you, there. you are my person in that yeah. sense. Um, which, bless her, love it a bit. She was there, she stepped by my side the entire time, even though I shut her completely off and I spoke to her about it afterwards. And even towards the end of last year, I still spoke about it. I was just like, you were that person for me, you were that foundation. I just needed that minute, well, minute, obviously over a bit of time to myself where I could just solely focus on what the root main cause is and then go from there whereas before i would never have done that if i weren't put in that initial situation with um x number one let's say <laughs> yeah x, x number um one. so yeah just trying to get out of the headspace more than anything else but definitely is what's the next chapter gonna be and hopefully fucking christ above do not be a mental health chapter because that is that's just a whole different book. I can't yeah. be asking that shit anymore. <laughs> when that when that chapter comes out and it's in that you close, it's, it's not always a closed book. Cause mental health. Oh is, no, is a, but that, that's a what a lot of people see it as. They, they, the, the thing with mental health and the stigma behind it is people tend to be like, oh, they're a lot better from mental health. They're not actually suffering from it anymore. When in reality. Yeah, you might be able to have a tablet, you might be able to have therapy, all this other stuff. But then your mind is still your mind. It will drag you into a dark place from time to time. And that's a shit point. Like, that's why people that haven't gone through it, yeah, they might have seen friends and that go through it, but if they haven't personally gone through it themselves, they can't be like, oh, well, you should be feeling happier. It's like, I can't control my feelings at the moment. If I could feel happier, trust me, I'd do anything in this world to feel happier. Yeah. But unfortunately, life just doesn't work like that. And your mind has all these different things going on at the same time. If it's solely focused on you getting depressed and thinking, oh, you're not worthless, you're blah, 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 this, that. It's like, how can you bring yourself back up? And that's exactly why I'd done what I'd done in order to push her away. And then I brought her in closer when I finally got out of that rut. And it worked out. It was just my way of dealing with things just in a very long term didn't go exactly how I wanted and again that's a learning lesson 
Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. It's everything is learned, sadly, the hard way. Hmm. It's never the. Well, it's the only way you can way. learn in that yeah. sense. Especially with what mental health is, you've got to kind of sadly take the rough with the smooth, mm-hmm. as they say. And if you're lucky enough to have that person in your life at the moment and you're going through a situation or there's a rut that you're going through and you can communicate with it and it's, you know, it's supported, mm. it's, it's, it's brilliant to see that. When you see someone who is on their own and they're struggling on their own, you always kind of just need just someone to just, you know, check in and, mm. you know, have Not necessarily be around them 24-7. It's yeah. like, for instance, obviously, I'm going for a bit of a mental health thing at the moment and you've been fucking fantastic for me. Like, this is why I've got that brotherly bond sort of thing. Um, but if I didn't have people like yourself around or Pat Hex or some of uh, of my other friends around. I really don't know what the consequence would have been. Yeah. Like, it's part of it, like, as, as deep as we're going right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's the thing with it all. Like, you can't control an outcome. And when it comes to like, looking at it, it's just like, God, I was in a rough place. Yeah. And I managed to get out of that. That's the best possible you can look at it. Obviously, during that moment, you're going to be like, oh, well, you know... I hate, I hate this. Um, uh, I hate my life. Yeah. This is going wrong. This is going wrong. Well, that's the thing. You met me actually at my lowest point. Yeah. And that's that's. I remember. That's the fucking craziest <laughs> thing is that the fact that you've met me, the first day you met me, I was at my lowest, mm. and you've. Right. Let's put some context into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to work in nightclubs. Yeah. yeah. And. It wasn't the best nightclub of all time. Nah, it was shit, let's shit. be honest. It was a shit, it was a really shit <laughs> fucking nightclub. We hated it, but at the same time, we just, we always said, hated the place. The people, people were the reason why we pe- stayed. People, yeah. Any industry like hospitality, if you love the people you work with, mm. that makes the job. 100%. Because, you know, I've been in jobs that I've absolutely fucking hated. But the people who I've worked with, mm. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to stick because of these people. Mm. Uh, just because at, at that moment in my time, I just needed a, a fucking yeah. job. And I needed that job. A paycheck. Yeah. I needed to pay bills. And at that time, this nightclub was paying my bills. Mm. And, you know, you saw me go from... Well, that was the thing. So as soon as you got brought in, you were put under my wing straight from the off. Yeah, that was the, that was the thing. So yeah. it was like my first shift. It was like, oh, by the way, this is Morgan. You're now going to work under him. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Because it's my first time ever working in, in like a nightclub or hospitality. But that, that's the, that, that's the best thing I found out about work, coming from that background. Like I could have gone into anything else, like restaurants or just anything basic. But going into nightclubs, yeah, the lifestyle and oh, the sleep patterns just it's, horrendous. I I remember the first shift, like full shift, and I finished at four a.m. and I got home at like five in the morning, yeah. and I remember them saying to me if you have a sleeping mask put the fucking sleeping mask on because <laughs> you will not sleep because it would be daylight by the yeah. time you get home and it was true and i remember falling asleep. it was fresh as when you joined yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember like falling asleep um at like six in the morning and i'm waking up at like nine in the morning i'd be mm. like that was fucking rough yeah i still gotta go back in though <laughs> later on today yeah it was always at 5, it was 5 p.m. and you would finish at 4, 5, 8 in the morning. Yeah, well, that was a problem. So, like, 
with that industry, we were working till obviously so and so time, and then going out partying straight afterwards. So we'd be yeah, out true. six, seven a.m. in the morning. Then, so yeah, like obviously doing everything from just well going partying till about six, seven a.m. just kills you off. And obviously with the amount that we were doing it, well, it's, it's always Timber Lane, isn't it? That's oh, well, it's, yeah. As soon as you finish work, party where's, central. Where's the last Ooh. place that's open? Who are up the rut? <laughs> Where's the last place that's open? And you go, oh, you know, it's Mill Lane. Let's go there. Well, it's the best place um, in town for that sense. I don't think anywhere is better. No. At that time of night, it's like, Jesus, it just smashes everything out of the park. Whereas... But would, was... would you ever find, when we came in, because it was, like, so late, the bar staff that, that were there, they just knew we were Tiger Tiger a lot because they would look at us all and go... Oh, it's almost home time. But that, that was the thing. So that, that was the good thing about 10 Mill is... So they're open till 3 a.m. to the public, so mm-hmm. public can access it until then. Um, after 3 a.m., they don't allow anyone from the public to go in unless they're industry. Um, so basically after that point, it was literally just all industry with the old person from the public, and you'd be going in, we'd all be like drowned rats or just dead, just just dead purely yeah. dead. All, all we're wondering, you're just sat on the table going, oh, that was that was eventful. Mm. And then you'd get up for a bit of a dance, like a little boogie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then back down, you sit down, Roman Coke in hand, and you just think to yourself, fuck me, why do I do this job? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the problem with it, though. That's that industry. That's, it's like, that's the thing. And I'm, I'm getting that at the moment. But luckily, my job, I finish one, two in the morning. Yeah, that's nice. And I'm done. Yeah. It's as, a, as like hospitality for like a nightclub, mm. at the moment... It's very fucking nice on a Saturday to be finished. Mm. Like, I don't have oh, any complaints. Yeah, 100%. So, if it's a Saturday, if you finish a night yeah. on a Saturday from nightclub like basis. We, we close at two o'clock. Exactly. So, like, you know, I get out. By three latest. Three latest, get home for half forward. But then you could always just go straight across the road. I know, that's that's the thing. You got Tommy Lane just calling your name it's, right it's, there. It's prime time. <laughs> it, but for me, that that's like the old nightclub mm. memory so I'm like oh, I'm but they've changed now so me me and a couple of the so I do a bit of security inside don't I yeah um, me and a couple of the boys went over to it and it's all modernised down there now it's like it's not how you like it it's so fancy now compared oh, wow. to before they've had like a whole revamp and it's oh, just, wow. it is good to be fair because I still got the memories of walking down and it just being the wooden benches oh before. yeah are they gone um, or they like changed those I can't really remember because to be fair when I was down there I was fucked yeah. Um, <laughs> um, most most of the times you go to Mill Lane, you have to be fucked. Yeah. So yeah. No, I went down there and they've like done everything up. Like the bar's completely redone. It's not like the old school. Remember when they used to have like the aprons? They used to have to wear behind yeah, the bar and all that. It's nothing that's, like that's that anymore. Now. That's completely gone. Uh, they can wear whatever they want. Um, it's all like white furniture. It's all. It's just fancy to be honest. Yeah. But it's like it's still got the same atmosphere. So it's just perfect. Depends on how you want to engine night in that sense. It depends how you want to engine night. Or, you know, if you want to... Uh, if you want, to. It's nice that I invited you on for this episode. Mm. You know, I wanted something different. I wanted you guys to listen to something that was honest and... I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to it as well. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, I'm not the only one and you're not the only one who's no, gone no, through a God, no. heartbreak or anything like that. Mm. So, so many people can actually relate to it whether or not they relate to how we dealt with it it's a different story but because yeah. everyone deals with a heartbreak yeah. differently some people some people can do a heartbreak and then move on and go to mm. the next thing and they, it just seems it's no effect whatsoever no whether people you know they take their time with a heartbreak and mm. you know I've seen firsthand recently with people who 
have had heartbreak and they're learning to kind of just love themselves again mm. and they need that time so that's why i respect them so much because yeah. they need that time to kind of like just learn who they are mm. find themselves again and it's going to take time and that's where you've got to like never pressure someone yeah. you know at the end of the day if they're going through something where they've just broken up with someone mm. give them that time it might come mm. six months later but well that's the thing i'm obviously you know. going through at the moment um because i've obviously like you know went from back-to-back relationships yeah. for about four year period and that's a lot in itself um so i'm at the point where i'm like i'm not looking for anything in the slightest like i've always had a motto like you know if things happen they happen like it's meant for that reason but if if something does happen it happens but if it doesn't i'm not bothered in the slightest i'm happier with that because it just allows me a bit more time to just focus on myself and exactly where i want to be in life like jobs and all that don't matter unless you're happy that's mm-hmm. the main thing for you and that's the thing you've got to bring that into whatever's next in your future i think the idea of going back to back to relationships um you know you break up from one you get into another one you just kind of just need to take you time and yeah. that time is when you find what it is either what you're looking for or what you like and you know i say in that like someone i know who uh, says it quite a lot it's not always going to be like this uh, of course and he says it in like an uplifting thing of like mm. when we're down the pub he goes, he goes oh, it's not always like it's not always going to be like this well, the, but, another thing i compare that to is have you seen the round table when it's got all the hollywood actors and so forth yeah. on there you've got tom hanks says a saying he's like this too shall pass it's like if you're in the high moments this too shall pass if you're in the low moments this too shall pass because the sense of it is you don't want to act on something in a really good moment but you don't want to act on something in a really bad moment because they could both have really bad effects on you yeah. whereas if you do it when you're in a mellow thing and you're completely fine then you won't need to be thinking this too shall pass like I, I completely go along with that saying and all the actors there like Shia LaBeouf um, Jamie Foxx and so forth all agreeing it's just like that is facts like you don't want to go with the highs and you don't want to go with the lows you just want to go at a steady pace and that works for everyone and you just need to find that yeah and enjoy, enjoy life and you know yeah. experience what is offered but you know take life with a pinch of salt mm. best way to be we've got we've got all the metaphors now for this uh, <laughs> for this ending so I'll end it on a, a somber note of do what makes you happy mm. if it makes the other people around you happy bonus it's a bonus find your best friend mm. don't force but what someone. if you're my best friend <laughs> I'm only joking carry on <laughs> I have to drop that in <laughs> Uh, God, God. Find your best friend and, you know, just enjoy the journey. Don't rush it. And, you know, just allow time and life just to take its course. I see you sat in the corner <laughs> trying not to laugh so much. I'm, I'm trying to keep it composed. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. 
But yeah, I hope you guys have actually enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit something different. It's Callum being honest with a guest. Something I might, you know, start dropping in because I've enjoyed this. I it's nice to have the moments where you can be honest and just truly speak from the heart. Well, I mean, go, going back to that as well, with what you're saying, when Femi's in as well, like, you can literally just make podcasts and so forth around just boy talk. Well, boy talk so entertaining. Like, girls, oh, we do, we do girls will never understand how easy it is for guys to just talk about just random bizarre shit. Well, that's what me but and Femi love do. It. If you catch us in the other episodes, you will find that me and Femi... We just talk for just hours. Waffle. You've yeah. got a waffle. That's the, that's the that's the best thing. That's what you know. The We're Undateable's podcast is about. It's for you guys to listen to how undateable we are, but at the same time, just getting to know who we are because that's mm. the main thing. Our stories are your stories. We love when if you guys share your stories with us. I always get messages of people telling me about their terrible first dates and stuff like that. Some of them are so fucking hilarious. Where others are like, kind of like, quite like, oh shit, they've been mm. through a lot. But this is what this has allowed me to do. This this is my platform to express. And, you know, I just got to thank you guys for listening. And this has been episode 11. I want to thank my guests for taking the time to come out. And I appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Well, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Just, you know, take some time for yourself.